on page 1145, Isaiah chapter 53, verses 1 through 6. Hear the word of God. Who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot, and like a, like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. All right, well, before we start today, we have to do a short math lesson. Don't worry, it's very simple. Very, very simple. I have an apple. I have one apple. If I add to it another apple, I now have how many apples? Two. Who said three? (laughs) I have two apples. One and one is two. See, I told you it was a very simple lesson, and we could all do it. So, where am I going with that? Well, first, a short little brief testimony. 21, 22 years ago, 2001, I started reading the Bible all the way through. That was my goal, to read it all the way through. Never had done it before. I had been a pastor for three years, still two years. Still had never read the Bible all the way through. So I grabbed a Bible and I started reading it. And I started in 1 Samuel. Okay, and then I went to 2 Samuel, 1 Kings, 2 Kings, and I really enjoyed it because I like history, and there's a lot of history in that. Then I went back to Genesis and read Genesis and Exodus, and by the time I got to Leviticus, I said, I can't do this. So I jumped ahead to Isaiah. I thought, hey, you know, I've heard about Isaiah before, um, and I start reading it, and, you know, nine chapters in, like, oh, I've heard this at Christmas time. So I got really interested. I kept reading. I come to Isaiah 53. And I said, they're talking about Jesus. That has to be Jesus. Who else did all that? And I come to verse 5. And he says, he was pierced for our transgressions, and by his stripes we are healed. I thought, okay, sure, we're healed from our sins, right? Well, It was about six months later that a friend of mine said, hey, my aunt wrote a book. I want you to read it. I said, okay. And the book quoted Isaiah 53, 5, that by his stripes we are healed. That's what the whole premise of the book was about, healing. And quoted Isaiah 53, 5. And I remember reading that and I thought, is that right? Is this woman really saying that we can all just all be healed because of Isaiah 53, 5? And I kind of passed it off for about 19, 20 years. And then I started hearing about it again, and people were quoting it again. I'm like, I remember that back in like 2001, reading about that and thinking, 
what's going on here? Are we healed? Well, then, if we're all healed, then why is there so much cancer in the world? Why did my dad die of cancer in 2012 if we're all healed? So I started looking into it a little more, and a good friend of mine started looking into it even more. And we talked about it. And I got something I want to share with you today, a book that I read. Three people in this congregation that I know of have read this book. It's called Your Healing Door by a guy named Greg Moore. And this book is fantastic. And basically, it explains what for 20 years I didn't quite understand, and that was, are we healed by what Jesus did? So I took it to God after I read that book, and here's another one, The Unhealed Believer. I haven't finished this one yet, but it's fantastic. This one's by Teresa Hotelling, I believe it is. Very good book, but I highly recommend the Your Healing Door book by Greg Moore. A little over 100 pages. It's not hard to read. Changed my thinking a lot. So anyway, I took this to God. I said, God, I need to understand what's going on here. He said, if, if you died for everybody, why do people still get sick? He said, Phil, I died for everybody, but people still go to hell. Oh, made sense. If Jesus died for our transgressions and our sins, why do people still go to hell? Because they don't believe. God made it so simple. Believe in my son. John 3.16. For whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And then it goes on to say, even though those, those who don't believe condemn themselves for not believing in the one God sent. So, I guess it could then reason to be reasonable to say that if he died for our healing as well, then we just have to believe? Right. But there's this thing called unbelief. And in, in Acts 16, there's a jailer who he wants to go to heaven. And he says to Paul, he goes, how do I do it? And he says, just believe. And he says, help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. Someone said that to Jesus, too. So what's holding us back from being healed completely was my question. So I went to God and I said, God, I need more. I need more. Well, way back when I first started reading the Bible, when I read Deuteronomy, this verse jumped out at me, and I hung on to it, and I have quoted it so much. You've, I'm sure you've probably heard me quote it. It's Deuteronomy 19.15. That every matter is confirmed by the witness of two or more. And from that, I have grown. God has shown me so many different things where it takes two. And then I said, God, that's not enough. He goes, okay, 2 Corinthians 13.1. Guess what it says? Every matter is confirmed by the witness of two or more. So not only is God saying every matter is confirmed by the witness of two or more, he put it in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. And I went, wait a minute. Old Testament, New Testament, two. I'm starting to see a pattern here. There's two things. There's an Old Testament, there's a New Testament. So I start looking for more patterns. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the earth. Is that what it says? The heavens 
and the earth. Two. He created two things. Oh, it goes on from there. We look at people. Elijah and Elisha. David and Jonathan. Um, David and Saul. Saul and Barnabas. Or Paul and Barnabas. His name was Saul, but then became Paul. Paul and Barnabas. There's patterns everywhere where Jesus sent out the disciples two by two. God is showing us this pattern of two in the Bible. So then I took it and I said, okay, God, so you're showing me this pattern of two. So are you saying that you died for our sins and for our healing? Bingo. Oh, man, the light bulb was so bright. I think we probably thought that the sun exploded that day. The light bulb was so big over my head. He died for our sins and for our healing. Okay, then I asked again, God, well, if he died for our sins and our healing, and before I even asked the question, God was answering me. Some people still go to hell for not believing that I died for their sins. So why are some people not healed? They don't believe. They don't understand or they don't believe. See, there's a, there's a difference. You can not understand, but as God teaches you, and this kind of leads into next week's sermon a little bit too, but God has given us ways to understand that he is who he is, says he is, and he has done what he said he's done, and now it's up to us to believe that or not. So, am I saying that anybody can be healed of any disease? Yeah. Basically, that's what I'm saying. Will everybody be healed of every disease? No. Why not? There's a lot of reasons. But what I'm trying to teach you today is two things. Start looking for those doubles in the Bible. And, you know, Isaiah 53, 5 is not enough. If, if that's only in there once, right? No. 1 Peter 2.24. You know what 1 Peter 2.24 says? I'm going to read it. See how quickly I can get to it. 1 Peter 2.24 says... This is that time where you you start singing that song in your head, the, the books of the Bible... Hebrews and the book of James, first and second Peter, if you know that song. Okay, this is first Peter 2.24. Are you ready for this? And he himself brought our sins in his body upon the cross so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. We know that. By his wounds, you were healed. Whoa, where'd that come from? From Isaiah 53, 5. So again, there's another double. He died for our sins. By his wounds, we are healed. That's not enough. Okay, sure. Peter was New Testament, right? So let's go to the Old Testament. Let's look up Psalm 103. And this is what Psalm 103 says. My goodness, there's a lot of Psalms. Psalm 103, I believe it's verse 2, maybe 3. Verse 3, who pardons, this is verse 2, Bless the Lord my soul and do not forget any of his benefits. Who pardons all your guilt, 
who heals all your diseases. Whoa! So he heals all of our diseases. So way back in 2001, I'm thinking the healing is a spiritual healing. It is forgiveness of sins, and that's what Isaiah 53 means. But over time, God worked on me to realize that you can be healed physically as well as spiritually by believing. Now, there's a lot more that we can add to that and take away from that. And I really don't have time, because we have a dinner at 2 o'clock, I don't have time to cover it all. But I'm going to invite you and challenge you even. If you want to read this book, I'll buy it for you. $10. Sorry, Tanya, I should have checked with you first. But <laughs> I will buy, I've got a couple copies of it, okay? But I will buy it for you. That's how much I believe in this book. Now, there are two other people in here who have read it, and I don't know if they want me to call them out by name, but um, you, can, you probably can figure it out. But it is an amazing book, and it explains to you this concept. Now, this book has plenty of stories of proof of people who were healed miraculously. But I want to give you a personal one, okay? I had a friend of mine, this came up on, you guys know what Time Hop is? If you're not familiar, it's, a, it's an app that like, looks at your pictures, looks at Facebook, any, all these things on your phone, and shows you what happened a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, on the same day. So two days ago, one year ago, I, I'm looking at this picture I took of a text message from a friend that says, hey, I just wanted to let you know that at my prayer group, a, a retired pastor came in, and he was looking for prayer. We never met this person before. But he was looking for prayer because he's going to get a test in a couple days because he's having a hard time swallowing, and he's concerned it might be cancer. So this friend says, I just said, I felt like God wanted me to anoint him with oil and pray for him, just like James chapter 5 says. So they anointed him with oil. They prayed over him. About a month later, maybe less, the guy finds out he has about six months to live. Terminal throat cancer. Started to go into his brain. There's not much they can do. If they do, he'll never talk again for the rest of his life. And then even then, he wasn't going to make it. So why take your throat, your whole larynx out, and not be able to talk at all? Why not just live the last six months you have and be able to communicate with your family? So that's what his decision was. I said, no. I told my friend, no. If God told you to pray for that person, then God is going to follow through. About a month ago, I get another text message. That person's cancer-free. Doctors used the word miracle. In the Cleveland Clinic, a doctor used the word miracle, said, I cannot explain this any other way. The doctor said, I'm really not a man of faith, but this is a miracle. Because that cancer is gone. From his brain, from his throat, nothing. Gone! Tell me God doesn't heal. Now, we have to be careful with this too. Because if you, and I know, and I want you to, okay? I want you to go and research this. I want you to look things up. I want you to test everything I ever say to you. Because I could be wrong. And then I want you to tell me so we can work it out and then I can 
tell everybody, hey, I was wrong if I was wrong. So I want you to find out. But be careful, because there are so many skeptics out there. And trust me, I was a skeptic. And I went back and forth. I believed, and I didn't believe, and I believed, and I didn't. And even now, today, I still struggle a little bit with this concept. But I can't ignore what the Bible says. By his wounds, you were healed. Were healed. That means that it's already done. That it's not, you're going to be healed. It's that you have healing in your body because of what Jesus did. When the Holy Spirit comes into your body, you have healing. You have forgiveness of sins. You have new life. Now, you have this new life. Does that mean you don't sin? Does that mean the devil said, oh, well, we lost that one. Let's move on to the next person. No. They come at you. The enemy comes at you more and more, trying to get you to sin, trying to get you to doubt your salvation. Have you ever doubted your salvation? Come on now. I know we probably all have at one point. Wondered if God thinks we're worthy enough. It's not what we did, though. It's what Jesus did for us. It's not what we do in healing. It's what Jesus did for us. So for those who are sitting there saying, this guy's crazy, there's no way I can be healed, ask God. Don't ask me. I'm just giving the message. Ask God, how can I get this healing? How can I believe? Help my unbelief. Because the power is already in you. The power is already in you to forgive sins, yet we still sin. The power is already in you to be healed, yet we still get sick. Because we still have an enemy. And he doesn't want us well. But God wants us whole and healed completely. He died for that reason. So take it and look into it for yourself. Has anybody in here been healed of anything? Yeah. Oh, you can raise your hands. Yes. I know who you are. <laughs> I don't know, maybe not know all of your stories, but I know. People have told me. And we've prayed for people, and they were healed. We've prayed for people that are not here now that were healed. We've prayed for people that were healed, but then still passed on. Well, you know what? The Bible doesn't say that you live forever on earth. So eventually, we are going to die somehow, okay? But it doesn't have to be today. It doesn't have to be from this dreaded disease that is harming your body. And I'm telling you, in 2012, I had a doctor tell me, your A1C was a little high. Like, what's that mean? What is an A1C? It means you're diabetic. There's no way. I said, test me again. Test me again, same thing. So I had to accept that, but I no longer accept it. Sure, my A1C might be higher than most people still, but I believe that it's just the enemy working in my body, and I know there's things that I can do, eat better, exercise, and I've been doing that. Hopefully you can tell. <laughs> but anyway, I didn't accept that when he said, you'll have this for the rest of your life. Then I had another doctor tell me, oh, you're diabetic now. Well, you know why he said this, I don't know. 
you have a better chance of getting your name on the sex offender list and getting it removed, which is impossible, than to ever have someone tell you you're not diabetic. I said, buddy, challenge on. You don't know my God. That was in 2013. Today, I guess you could still say I'm diabetic, but you won't hear me say that forever. Now, does that mean that just because I said that, just because I believe that, that God's going to automatically heal me? No, God already has healed me. My body's just catching up. I know it's going to happen because God has told me. I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know when I'll know. But one thing I'm not going to do is put God to the test. I still take my medicine every morning. Is that a lack of faith? No. I don't believe so. Because there's a reason I take that medicine. It helps me. God has a plan. And I believe it is that when I learn more, and I trust him more, and I grow closer to him, then he's going to show me in a tangible way by removing this from my body completely. I don't know. Now, some of us will still pass from dreaded diseases. I don't know why. And I'm not going to tell you it's a lack of faith on your part. I am going to tell you this, though, that everything I've said today is between you and the Lord. So please take what I've said to him. Read that book. Maybe read the other book, too, The Unhealed Believer. Research it for yourself. You will find skeptics. But when you look at the scripture and you see the doubles, you see the power of God moving in and you see it all coming together, not just one random verse taken out of context that says Paul told Timothy to drink wine for his stomach ailments. That means we're not healed because Paul could have healed him. No, that's ridiculous. And that's only happened once. These other things happen twice. When it happens twice or three times, God's trying to tell us something. So be careful with the skeptics, but make up your own mind. And if you come to me and say, Phil, I don't believe you, okay. Because like I said, I'm still struggling with it too. But maybe, just maybe, if you're dealing with something, and some of you have been healed, cancer, kidney problems, blood problems, heart problems, gone. Bree Burkhart. No cancer. Glenn, no cancer. Steve, no cancer. Tell me I'm wrong. I won't believe it, but tell me I'm wrong. God is good. He wants us well. So much so that he died not only for our sins, but he died for our healing as well. And he's waiting for us to come to him to unlock that power in us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for showing us so many doubles in the Bible, showing us that every matter is confirmed by the witness of two or more. And in so doing, that Lord, you, you've proven to us that the, the death of Jesus was confirmed by two witnesses, forgiveness of sins and for healing. Help us now to understand and take this and apply it to our lives and help us to be free from, from joint pain. Help us to be free from physical ailments. Help us to be free from all these things that are still in us, but Lord, we know we are healed. Teach us and guide us. Show us the truth in all our ways. We will acknowledge you and seek you. 
Help us to find you and know you, all of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.